You are listening to the Estheticians Aim More podcast with Brittany Hageman, episode number 38. Welcome to the Estheticians Aim More podcast. On this podcast, we talk about how to love your esthetician business without the hustle, exhaustion, or overwhelm as it booms into a successful business. I teach simple ways how to approach your business that gives you your life back while still growing a profitable business. I grew BLH Beauty in San Diego to a six-figure business, and I learned a lot along the way, which I'm excited to share with you here. So let's get started. Hi, welcome back. Happy Friday. I This has been a weird week. I kept thinking, I didn't never know what day it was. Monday was Tuesday for me. Tuesday was Wednesday, and then Wednesday was Friday, and Thursday was Friday, and then today, Friday is obviously Saturday. <laughs> Which is weird because this cohort of um, esthetician clients, I work Monday and Wednesdays, but I don't know why. So I usually know what date is because I know if I'm working or not. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's just Christmas is next week. I don't I don't know. But I do know that um, today's interview you will just love, especially if you don't know the wonderful woman that I interviewed, Amelia Moore. Amelia owns Skincare by Amelia in Denver, Colorado, where she specializes in acne, anti-aging, sensitive skin, lash lift and tint, waxing, and brow design. She just hit four-year anniversary of being an esthetician on December 12th. And um, gosh, I want to tell you everything we talked about because it was so many cool things. I'm going to give you a couple quick things. She started, she also started her business right out of esthetician school. So if that is you or that it's what you want to do, listen up. Um, and I really love her perseverance. I mean, I think that's definitely a theme of anyone who I've interviewed and, um, she just, she does, she talks about everything she tried to get her business going and spoiler alert, she has a six-figure business. And we talk about that. We became friends, I don't know how, but a couple of years ago, a few years ago now, and I can't remember how exactly we met through the internet. And um, she just hit six figures on November 16th. We we recorded this interview on November 4th. I had to go back and look, and um, she hadn't quite hit it yet. And then she messaged me on November 16th. And it was very emotional for me because hitting your six, first six figures is a really big deal. And especially I think creating a business out of, out of nothing and just having to start completely from scratch. Like she did, she didn't have anyone following her from another job or anything like that. Like so many of us did. And, um, yeah, just the grit that Amelia has and the love for esthetician work and aesthetics and her clients, um, is just so fun. It's so exciting. It's so inspiring. And um, we talk about the statistics of women entrepreneurs. I'll leave a link to an article I read in the show notes. I don't know how accurate the statistics are, but I think they're probably close to what's really it is in the U.S. Um, so that's it. You, you, are, you are in for a treat. Grab a cup of tea and enjoy my friend Amelia Moore. But for that, a quick word from our sponsor. Hi, Amelia. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be on. 
I, um, for the listeners, so I'm, we, how long have we been, um, esthetician friends? Like three, three years now, four years. Has it been that long? Yeah. Cause we, we kind of like talk, started talking, I feel like in 2019 and it's been, now it's been right. three years. Yeah. And then I think I really remember we became friends like during the height of COVID when yeah. we were doing our Zoom interviews. That's when we really became friends. But I probably known you for longer than that. But that was before COVID. The Zoom. No. Stuff. Was it? No, yeah. I remember because that same day it was like there was a teddy bear hunt around our neighborhood because knowing to go to school and all that. So we were trying to make the kids have fun. Oh, gosh. Okay. Wow. Time is flying. It, it all blends together. But um, I, because you were, we were talking, you were telling, you did a video with me about how to sell Priya. So my mom suggested that I should go get a facial. And I had never had a facial before. Didn't really know much about facials. But I was like, okay, I'll try it. What can it hurt? So I found a lady and scheduled it for that next day. And long story short, it was amazing. It helped my skin instantly. The pain from the acne went away. It looked so much better. But the biggest thing I took away from that facial was the confidence I gained back Mm. after just one time. And I was sold. I was like, this is what I want to do. Wow. So I started looking into esthetician schools. Um, There was like three options I was looking into, but... One I was really interested into, so I took a tour the next week, signed up, and I was in class a month later. Wow. So it happened quick, but I never looked back. Wow. Okay, so what year was this? How long long ago did you go to school? This was four years ago. This was March 2017. Okay. March and April. So so then you, how long is it in um, Colorado? How long is school? It's 600 hours. Okay. So then How long you, was it there? I think it's 600 hours as well. It was okay. like a four-month program. Yeah. We had a year to do it. Um, there was different programs we could do. There was an immersion program, which is five days a week, eight hours a day. There was weekends or there was mornings. Okay. I chose the mornings. It was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, nine to one. Okay. So then I could come back and finish my Etsy business I was still doing with my okay. mom. Okay. So that worked pretty well. School. I'm okay. looking back. I'm not sure how I did it because <laughs> I would get up at like 7 a.m. The parking was horrible. So if you wanted to get a parking space, you had to get there like an hour before or park in the street. Wow. My days of parallel parking. <laughs> I don't want to look back at um, okay, so that's so then were, did you um, how did you pay for school? Did you pay for it from working from your Etsy shop? Right. Okay, yeah, and that was such a big game changer for me personally because I sold so many more products after that. Really? Oh, I'm so glad. Yes, and one of the things that I really like about you, just as a like a friend and a face reality group, as well as just like a person, is you have like an incredible knowledge of ingredients and like what they do. And like, it's like, I feel like you have like an encyclopedia in your brain. Oh my gosh. You are so sweet. I it's don't, true. but I try. You, I don't, I don't know. I think you do. I think you have a lot of knowledge that you don't, maybe you're not even aware of. Cause sometimes you'll say things and I'm like, how did she know that? That's amazing. 
Oh my gosh. I love hearing things like that. Yeah. It makes my day to hear that. Oh, well, good. It's true. It's just, it's, it's, I always, um, if you have a comment, anything, I always like want to read it because I want to hear exactly what you like your perspectives. I think it's really amazing. Oh, I love hearing that. I'll try to comment more. Sometimes <laughs> I just get so busy and I read the post and then I realize, oh, I didn't even comment. You <laughs> figured just, it out. I just love, I just love your perspective because I think you, you, you kind of approach it almost like a scientist. And I think that's how we should always approach acne. I love hearing that. And it's so funny too, because I hated science in school. (laughs) (laughs) I hated science in school. So to be here now, I'm like, am I the same person? (laughs) (laughs) You are. You just found something that you really like. Exactly. Okay. So start, let's start from the beginning. What did you become an esthetician right out of high school? How did, or were you having other jobs first or other schooling? What did you do out of high school? Sure. Great question. So after I graduated high school, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So I kind of took a gap year and Mm -hmm. I worked for my mom. She has an online Etsy store making birthday party decor for kids and pets. I should have hired her for my baby's first birthday. Yes, I saw (laughs) the picture of Colette in her birthday outfit and it reminded me of the days I used to make those. Oh, Okay, so you used to make those and help your mom. Yes. Um, My mom started out when I was probably like 13. I started helping her part-time when I was 15, but then after high school, I just started doing it full-time and added in the embroidery and sewing on all that. And I was so busy in the beginning. I was working from like 10 a.m. to like midnight, leaning over a sewing machine. But I loved every minute of it. Then as like different seasons would come, the business would get slower and it just wasn't as consistent. Mm. And I was just looking for a job that was more consistent and maybe had a little better pay, even though I really enjoyed doing it. It didn't pay that great. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't even sure what I wanted to do. I had always struggled with acne my all of my teen years. And one day... I was watching this influencer on YouTube. (laughs) Looking back, I mean, big mistake, but she recommended this acne product. And I was like, oh, I should try that. That'll help with this acne I've been struggling with for years. So I bought it and then threw it on my face. Woke up the next morning, had a huge rash. My acne was 10 times worse. It hurt to touch. And I was like, this is not good. What am I going to do? So my my mom suggested that I go get a facial. Okay. And I had never had a facial before, but I was like, okay, I'll try it. What can it hurt? So I was lucky that my dad was able to pay for my schooling because I didn't go to college. Okay. So he said, I'll pay for esthetician school for you it's the least I can do I want to do it so I was very lucky in that sense amazing okay so your dad was helping you with school you were working and it took you about a year no they gave me a year but I'm the kind of person I just want to get things done okay (laughs) so after the classes were from May to September and then after that we had to do our clinic hours okay I tried to find an internship. I wanted to do it that way. That didn't work out. That's a long story that didn't end well. 
(laughs) So I just ended up doing the clinic hours and as many days as I could. I just wanted to get it done. I wanted to get out there and start working. So I finished in November and got my license in December. It'll be four years on December 12th. Wow. Wow. Okay. So then what did you do out of school? Did you get a job? Did you open your business right away? What did, what did you do? So when I was in school, I always knew I wanted to start my own business. Okay. Um, growing up, my mom was a nail tech. So I always saw her, she had her own business. So I always saw her with clients running her own business. And I always thought that would be cool to do. Okay. As a kid, you know, they always ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? My answer was a hairstylist. Oh. Because I wanted to be in the beauty industry like her. Okay. But then I found out how long hair school was, and I was like, I don't know if I really like hair that much. Yeah. (laughs) I feel the same way. I don't like hair. (laughs) Exactly. So I didn't even know what an esthetician was until, until I signed up for school, basically. Wow. So... I'm so glad that I found it and fell into it. So acne is what got me started into the aesthetic industry. So throughout school, I knew I wanted to start my own business. I wanted to specialize in acne, especially because the product line we were using in school, it flared my acne so much worse. And I hated it. And I was like, we have to use this. You know, I can't make choices for what product line we're using We did end up switching. They signed a contract with another product line and it worked so much better for my skin. And I really believed in that skincare line. And I knew I want to work with this one. I don't want to work with that other one. It was terrible for my skin. And if I... What line did you like? What was the the new line? Sunita's. Have you heard of it? Oh, no. It's a company based out of Boulder in Colorado. So it was a local company. Um, very clean. It worked great for my skin. Okay. And I really wanted to work with them. And a lot of the, so many companies and or businesses in Denver were using this other that was terrible for my skin. And I just didn't want to work for someone that was, you know, they make the decisions. I don't really have a say in it. Yeah. And I've always worked for myself since I was 15 or for my mom you know but mm-hmm. I've had other small businesses that I can make the decisions for and I just wanted to get out there and start I didn't want to waste time working for someone else now not for, not for everybody I think working for someone has great benefits and if you aren't sure what you want to do definitely go work for someone and get that yeah. experience well, I just I knew that. what I wanted to do I love that I love that you did it I mean there are pros and cons to both. And if you knew what you wanted to do, then that's what you should do. And I love it. Exactly. Um, so after December, after I got my license started, it was pretty quick. I, my mom has a nail studio out of her house. Okay. And we changed it into an esthetician studio. Oh, so we had to get the room ready. We repainted it from green to pink <laughs> got all the supplies and everything and I opened for business January 5th okay so then how did you get clients so that's a great question when I was in school 
we had two days. We had chemical peel day and we had waxing day. And we had to get clients to come in and get the services for free, you know, just to practice. And to get those clients, I had gone on Nextdoor and I posted free waxing day, um, message me for details, something like that. And I got a ton of replies. Sure. And I was like the most popular one that day. And I had all these clients and I couldn't even do them. So I was like handing them off to other students. And they're like, where are you getting these people from? (laughs) So when I opened my own business, I thought, oh, this is easy. All I need to do is post on Nextdoor again. Okay. So I posted, now this is a very bad idea. (laughs) I was going to get in trouble if you do this now, so don't do it. Don't do what I did. I posted half off chemical peels. Okay. Like come in and get a peel. Not only did I discount myself way too much, but I shouldn't have been doing chemical peels on people's skin. (laughs) I didn't, who'd never had a peel before. But I did get a lot of replies. Okay. I had like maybe 12 clients that week. Um, I just wanted to get my name out there. Yes. Get people to know. I didn't really care how much money I made. Okay. I just enjoyed doing it. You were just, you wanted to get your feet wet. Exactly. Great way to put it. Okay. So you did the next door. You got people. Then what? Did you rebook those people? I tried from what I learned. I mean, wasn't great at it. I got a couple. But not too many. Okay. Um, then I started, gosh, what did I do? I think I just started post. Oh, I know. I started posting in Facebook groups, like mom groups. I'm not a mom, but my mom is. Yeah. <laughs> so I signed, so smart. used her account and posted. I found um, an esthetician in the area. She's new. So I got some replies from there. Okay. I did a neighborhood newsletter. Um, that I paid for every quarter. I put like an ad on the back. Um, There was a local real estate agent doing like interviews with small businesses. So I did that and she posted that. What I love is that you just kept trying different ways. Like you weren't like, oh, no, I don't know. The client, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to, I don't want to do anything. I'm just going to like, you didn't, you didn't give up. You're just like, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. I'm just going to keep different ways of trying to get people in. Exactly. I love how you put it like that. Cause looking back, I did. I yeah. mean, I just threw myself into my business. Yeah. I didn't really think twice. Um, I wasn't scared, which kind yeah. of is unlike me. Cause I'm right. the kind of person that's like, is a, I can't make decisions. But back then, I was just like, I'm just going to do it. I didn't really care. My first client was like 20 minutes early, and I still had like the vacuum out. (laughs) It didn't look great, but I didn't even care because I was so excited to have a client. Now, so, but, okay, so I think that's a really interesting thing that you said you weren't scared because I think people are so scared all the time. Why weren't you scared? Do you remember? I think it's because I just didn't know a lot. I mean, I was so new to the industry. I thought every client's perfect. I just had this very unrealistic view because I had never really worked for someone. I mean, I had done the clinic, which I was terrified. I remember my first day working on a real client. My hands were shaking. (laughs) And I was like, it was a microderm abrasion. And I was like, this is horrible. I just kept thinking that the whole time. Oh, my gosh, she hates me. Then how did you get over that? And I finished the client and I 
my I had a break I asked the teacher can I go outside and he's like oh yeah sure so I went outside and I was just like oh my gosh I can't believe I ruined it and then he came outside and he's like oh here's your five dollar tip she left you and I just wow. remember staring at this five dollar tip and I'm like she didn't hate me wow <laughs> Wow. So I don't know what changed, but I was just, I think I was just so excited yeah. to open my own business that I wasn't really like double, like second guessing myself. Yeah. It sounds like your excitement was like your fuel. Exactly. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. So then you were doing all these things. You were putting yourself out there. You started getting some regular clients. Were you just doing facials and chemical peels or what were you doing? Your I was doing everything I learned in school. I was doing facials, chemical peels, um, microdermabrasion, dermaplaning, full body face waxing, wow. and lash tints. Wow. You did everything. Yeah. Everything I learned from school. I kind of copied their menu a little bit, uh-huh. but, but I tried to change it around. Uh-huh. That's so smart. I mean, why wouldn't you? That's 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 genius. And so then, how long did you do all of those services, and when did you start specializing? Because do you only specialize in acne? I don't. Okay, it's what I mostly do. But um, so the first year in business was kind. Of, it was it was a learning experience. Yeah, I learned what worked, what didn't. I spent so much money. Yeah, <laughs> trying new lines and things. The, the year was a loss. I didn't make anything, but I think that's normal for yeah. business starting out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then that second year, I was like, okay, I need to figure out what works, what doesn't. So, like, I took off body treatments. No one cared okay. about those. Right. Um, I kind of narrowed down some of my facials. Like, I had an age, anti-aging facial, a brightening facial, a deep cleansing facial. It was too many options. People were choosing the wrong things. Yes. So I just did 30 minute, 60 minute, and 90 minute. Okay. And I added in lash lifts. People were asking me to do those. So I took a training for that and I added that in and that seemed to be popular. So just kind of seeing what people, I had, it was a year into my business now and I had a good idea of what people liked and what they didn't. Okay. Did you raise your prices at all that after that first year? So starting off, I kind of, I don't know if it was a mistake, but in school, they said, charge what you're worth. Don't Mm -hmm. charge less because you're new. Right. And so I'm like, okay, great. This is great advice. So I started out and I put like a hundred dollar facial. It was maybe for some people that works, but it was a little pricey for my area. Okay. So I had to run a lot of specials and I kind of looked, took a look around my area and saw what the most expensive facial was, what the least expensive facial was, and I went around the middle. Okay. So right. I was That's making I a good profit, but I wasn't the most expensive. So then, but did you eventually decide to raise your prices? I did. Okay. I believe that was, that was about two years later, though. Okay. So about, okay. So about, two, so the first year... You didn't make any money. You spent money and learned a lot. Second year, exactly. you kind of started to figure out what you were doing, what you wanted to do. And then and then at the end of that year, you raised your prices. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then are you still doing all those same things? And when did you start doing face reality and acne? Tell me about that. That was in, gosh, I can't believe it. It was April 2019. So yeah, that's when I started 
narrowing down what I wanted to do. And I, oh, like I said, I always knew acne was something I wanted to specialize. And I knew that from before I started school, mm-hmm. I had heard about face reality and I thought, oh, that sounds really cool. Like on the Facebook groups, estheticians would be like, find a face reality specialist. I looked into it and the training was a little bit expensive for me at that time. And mm-hmm. it was something I definitely wanted to do, but I was just trying to get more clients first. And then in April, 2019, I had an opportunity to take the training mm-hmm. and I went for it. It was like midnight. I signed up. <laughs> I was so excited and I just fell in love with it. Mm. Like I, to this day, it's like, I know my first love. Like if someone talks bad about them, it's like they're talking bad about my dog. <laughs> like I feel defensive. <laughs> I, it's funny because sometimes I feel like this is a face reality podcast and it's not sponsored. They don't have any say, there's no, they don't, they don't have any control or say over this podcast. Okay. They have no influence. There's no partnership, but I, I'm like such a fan girl. Right. <laughs> and I, I didn't you. realize I would love it so much, but I don't know. It just, everything fell into place perfectly for me. Now, maybe it's not the right product line for every esthetician. I'm sure it's sure. not. Some people don't want to specialize in acne and that's fine. But because that's what I'd always wanted to do, it just worked perfectly for my business model. Yeah, exactly. And so, okay, so then you started working in face reality and did your business just kind of explode? Tell me about that when you started doing it. It was slower, Okay, but it did, it was like, I remember it was like May that next month I had a client book and she's like, oh, I found you off the face reality acne map the store locator mm-hmm. and I was like oh my gosh that's so cool and I realized that was like a thing okay and I started advertising um the program I had I had used the line on my own skin of course because over these past two years being in business my acne would get better at times using different lines but mm-hmm. it would always come back and so mm-hmm. I found this reality and of course I'm my first model you know of so course tell my clients about it and my skin got so good people are like what are you doing to your skin it looks so good so it was like almost I was like a walking billboard for it yeah <laughs> I say I could testify it there's yeah. other lines I have in my studio to this day that I really like I think they're great they don't really work good for my skin though so mm-hmm. it's hard for me to sell them but with face reality it just I've experienced them. I know how well they can work for skin types. So, you know, when you believe in something, then the client just knows. Yes, of course. And so that's how it was. And that's how I was able to really get clients committed because I think I was so excited. They could feel that. Right. And you are so committed. It's the same thing with when you sell your Priya products. You love them. Exactly. They're easy. Okay, so then, okay, so this was like 2019 and 2020, and then, of course, COVID happened. How did COVID affect your business? Oh, my gosh, right? And that was something I never saw coming. No, I know, right? All of us were all like, oh, my gosh, what happened? It was probably September 2019 that my business started to get really busy. Like, that's September through December were my best months of the year. I saw really good profit. Mm Mm-hmm. And then January and February were looking really good. <laughs> and the whole world fell apart. And then March <laughs> happened and I had 
the whole world fell apart. Exactly. Just like you said, had to shut down my business, was told, you know, you can't open till April 30th. I was like, April 30th. I was so upset. I was like, that's 10 years away. How am I going to survive till then? But here's the great part. Because I had all these faced reality clients, Mm -hmm. they still needed their products. So I still had revenue coming in while I was closed. Yep. And I don't think I would have had that if I had never done the training. People right. would have been like, oh, and you know, it, I don't have acne. I can just go to the grocery store and get a cleanser or something. But they, these clients knew I have acne. I can't use just anything. I need to stay committed while right. we're in quarantine. Right. And so were you? St- are you still working out of your mom, the studio that you made with your mom? I am, yes. Okay. Okay. So you didn't have like a, a storefront that you I didn't. also had to manage. Good. Exactly. Okay. No, I was lucky in that sense. I didn't have yeah. rent to pay during that time. That is a that is a whole thing as well for people. Okay, so yes, yeah, so you were making money, still selling product. Exactly. Um, so then in May, the our governor said you can open, but the rule is no mask, no service. And I'm like, that's not gonna work for my facials. Right. And I don't want to open just to do lashes and brows. Right. So I just stayed closed till June until all the restrictions were lifted. And okay. then I found that I could open and I was like, okay, I need a few days to get everything ready. Had to go get some like disposable masks, hand sanitizer, a thermometer. Who knew how hard it was to find these things? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, of course. <laughs> like three different stores just to find a thermometer. Wow. So, um, then I opened, sent out my email. I have, oh, I have a monthly newsletter. So okay. anytime a client comes in, after I get their information, their email, I put them on my newsletter. So I send it out the first of every month, usually with my specials. Okay. Just to kind of remind clients, I'm still here. I'm still around. Mm-hmm. So the end of June, I sent out a newsletter. We're back open. All the safety procedures are in place. We'd love to have you back. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. Are they going to feel comfortable coming in? Are they going to have the money? Mm. And luckily, everyone started booking. And I'm super grateful that July was like my best month ever in business. Wow. July 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I ran a mask knee special. And I think that helped. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's like you're so creative. I love the way you approach things. It's amazing. Mask me. <laughs> Thank you. But I mean, it's true, right? We were adjusting to this new thing. This new yeah. these masks causing acne again. Yeah. Love acne. So any way I can like promote towards that. Okay. So then, so since then, you've been able to stay open, right? You haven't. They haven't closed again and opened no, again. Okay. Hopefully not. Okay, yeah, because I know in California, they closed again. Oh, um, that's, that's right. They did close like three times, right? Yeah, it was like so many times. Oh but I, I was having my baby, so I, I wasn't affected. But That's good. Yeah, I got I got out of all that drama. Yes, um, I'm so lucky in Colorado. We never closed. It definitely got quieter Okay. winter last year, but I never had to close again. Okay, good. So now you've been in business. So this is now your your fourth full year in business, right? Right. Coming up. And 
um, you shared with me recently that you are about to hit the $100,000 revenue. Yes. I can't believe that you're saying that. It seems just not real to me. <laughs> when, you, when you asked me to be, well, yeah. when you posted, you were looking for someone and I had just been talking to my accountant about how I was about to hit six figures. And I was like, oh, I'd love to be on your podcast. And yes. We scheduled this and then I was like, I kind of feel like a fraud. Like, have I really hit six figures? And like, I checked it. And I'm like, I really have. It just doesn't seem real. I had to look at it on paper again. So why does it not seem real? I guess it's just, it feels like I just opened yesterday in a way. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels like it's been 10 years in a way, mostly because of COVID. I feel like. Yeah, right. Um, and I just, there was days in the beginning where I questioned myself days I didn't have clients I'm like did I make the right decision maybe mm. I should have I should have done hair school I remember talking to my dad about it and he's like give it another year maybe you can go to hair school next year if things aren't busy mm. and I'm just glad I stuck with it and I kept pushing to get to where I am today because I just remember all those days crying about how I didn't have any clients and struggling so that's just why it's hard to believe that I'm here. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate your honesty because I think sometimes, um, you know, people think it's simple and really easy and it's not easy. Right. Business. That's the hard part of growing a business is the trial and error and the failing and the not having clients and not making money and, um, just really just kind of feeling like you're barely keeping your head above water Oh, yes. And, I felt yeah. like that so many times. Yeah. And like kind of question. Yeah. What you said, questioning, like, is this the right thing for me? Am I, am I, you know, what, you know, all those things. And then, you know, six figures is, um, I forgot the statistics. I actually need to get them. It, the amount of women owned businesses in the United States of, of the, of the revenue being six figures is an incredibly small number. Really? Yes, it's an incredibly small number. It's a huge accomplishment. There are statistics. I will send them to you, and I'll post them with this episode for the listeners that are interested. And so, so it, you are an elite group of women in this country. I isn't that that's like doesn't even seem real when you say them. Like I'm part of that. You are, and and so tell me about your um, like how many hours a week, like how how you got to six figures. So like for people who are who are like in the same boat as you or they, they want to make six figures. Like I'm assuming you're not working 24 seven, right? Kind of in a way. I feel like I'm always working. Okay. <laughs> um, but you're not working with clients. No, no. Okay. In the beginning I said, I'm going to be open Monday through Saturday. Okay. Um, I was going to take, always going to take Sundays off. I think I did one client on a Sunday because it was the only thing she could do, but I was like, Sundays are always going to be my day off to do my grocery shopping, get everything done. And that worked fine in the beginning because I had sporadic clients. So mm -hmm. I had plenty of time on the weekdays to do appointments and things. Mm -hmm. As I started to get busier, I definitely started to feel burnt out working those six days. Yes. And I was also still doing my Etsy business too because okay. I wasn't making very much money in the beginning. So I would do clients and then I would work at night and then I would get, got busier with clients, which is what I wanted, but I was just exhausted. Yeah. Take a day out 
And it actually wasn't until this year that I made okay. it happen. So what, what's your schedule now? So now I take Thursdays off. Okay. It wasn't a very popular day for me. So Mondays I open later. Okay. I know a lot of estheticians aren't open on Mondays, but because of that, that's why I feel like I get a lot of clients on that day. Okay. And then I work Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 10 to 6. And I have Thursdays off. And then I work Friday, 10 to 6. And then I work Saturday, 9 to 4. Okay. And it is a lot. I mean, ideally, I might like to take another weekday off maybe next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And have like three days off for my body more. So. Yeah, I think that is um, a lot of the estrogen clients that I work with, we end up we end up that's the solution is they need to they only need to work four days a week because your body does need a break. Exactly. In the new year. But for now, I'm just grateful to be busy because like after COVID, I'm like, I'll work as many days as I have to just to get clients back. Right, right. And so you also, so I know you sell a lot of products, so your money isn't just from your services, right? It's from selling product as well. Correct. I believe that my, I'm about 50% services, 50% products. Yeah. I was just going to ask you what your sales mix is and that's what it really, it should be. And actually, um, my goal, it, 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 I, I was on track and then of course COVID and my baby, but my goal was to be 75% product and 25% services. Cause again, the more clients you can get on product, the more, the more money you're making by not working. Exactly. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. And so, go ahead. For example, like yesterday, I had a client wanted to get some products and we messaged a couple times and I sent her an invoice, made easy money in like 10 minutes. I'm like, I didn't even do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I have an online store and I'm still selling product to my clients. And I mean, I sell an average between two and $3,000 of product a month. Yeah. And I'm not doing anything but shipping product. That's all I do. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just money. It's it's kind of, and they love their. I mean, they love their product. It's it's, it's great. So the product is is a, and I'm glad that you you shared that because it's a huge part of making money as an esthetician. So you're not yes. working all the time. Yes. In school, we were taught how important retail is, and I was a very shy child and teenager so when I was taught as a 19 year old in school you need to retail you need to upsell I'm like I'm not cut out to do this I'm Mm -hmm. way too shy to do that so I'm like I'm not going to push retail that much I really just want to do the services and that's Mm -hmm. kind of the mindset I had yeah then I realized um if I do a 75 dollar facial and then I sell them a $50 product and let's say the wholesale is 25, I've just made a hundred dollars that much easier. Right. So I tried to start pushing it, um, looked for tips and tricks from other estheticians, took some courses and it's really, I definitely wouldn't be talking to you today if it wasn't for me trying to push retail. Right. And so so how did you change your mindset? Was it just you realized that you that's how you needed to make money or what other, I mean, you, you, you obviously, you're a resourceful person. That's, that's so obvious in, in talking to you, but you went out and you figured out how to do it. But do you, can you remember specifically like that mindset 
mindset shift? You know how it was? I learned a lot of my information from the esthetician Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. I join them all. Mm-hmm. I read all the posts. I search through the groups. Okay. I don't always post. Sometimes that doesn't end up very well. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always reading and I'm learning tips and tricks. Of if some, I'll see other people post. I'm having a hard time retailing, and I'll read the comments and I'll yeah. take that into mind and then use it the next time I go into work. Well, <laughs> the, the face reality. Or not the Facebook, the, the esthetician Facebook groups are a whole nother topic. Yes. <laughs> of, of, of craziness. And actually, I would do a whole podcast about how helpful and hurtful they are at the same yes, time. Yes, that would be a great one. <laughs> oh, I like sometimes I just really want to post things like, but anyways, um, I digress. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I think I, I know what posts you're talking about because we're in the follow the same groups and as we're, since we're friends, I, I get very fired up as people say things that are not okay. But, um, so when you were in these groups and learning things, um, did, it sounds like you just, you took the nuggets of information and applied them and you weren't like taking them and then like making that mean that you're bad at your business because other people were doing things differently. Is that right? Yeah, I would say so. And that's like such an amazing gift that you gave to yourself that you may not even realize that you gave to yourself. Because sometimes, like a lot of times, estheticians I hear will be like, well, so-and-so does it that way and I don't. And so that means my business isn't good as opposed to so-and-so does it that way. I'm going to try that and see if it works. And if it does, amazing. And if it doesn't, I'll try something else. Exactly. Totally. I mean, I've come to the conclusion there's no right or wrong. There's so many ways to do it. And what works for one client isn't going to work for another client. So I have all those different ways to go about it. The way of approaching, I mean, it sounds like when you approach business problems, and I know also with your clients, you really approach it from like, let's look at all the different angles and then see what, what's the best way. Yes, exactly. Because sometimes it's not even about products. Maybe it's some lifestyle thing they're doing that I didn't even think about. Mm -hmm. And somebody will bring that up in a group and I'm I'll mention to that to a client. I'll be like, are you using fabric softener? And they'll they'll be like, I am. And that can help us move that much forward in their acne program. And I also would say that's how you've approached your business where you're like, I'm going to try this. Did that work? Great. Nope. Okay. I'm going to come over here and look at this. And like, oh, I'm going to sell retail. I don't know how to sell retail. How am I going to learn to sell retail? I'm going to do this. Exactly. Yeah, and if it wasn't for those groups, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today as well. Because I learned all these little tidbits for free. <laughs> when I had no money, after I yeah. spent it all trying new product lines, I didn't have any more <laughs> to invest into continuing education. So these yeah. groups were came in such handy for me. I could literally be watching TV, scrolling through them. And again, like so many people can kind of get stuck in the group and the drama and the judging or whatever other stuff can happen in those groups. But instead, you just took what you needed and you just moved forward. Exactly. I stayed out of it. I love it. It's so good. I know. And that's when you when you comment on things, because we're all, like I said before, we're in a lot of the same groups. I'm like, ooh, what does Amelia say? Because I think that when you comment, you comment because you actually, you're, you're tr- really are trying to contribute. You're not just like, you know, whatever. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, why did I comment? Really? <laughs> yeah, because there's always someone that wants to start a fight, but that's <laughs> a different topic. 
I do not engage. That's right. That's how I approach it. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care if you don't agree with me. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not engaging with anyone. (laughs) That's a good way way to think about it. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) fine. It's fine. I don't care. You, you're totally right. I don't, I'm not here to tell you you're wrong. I don't care. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Um, Okay. So any other um, mistakes or pieces of advice or just thoughts that you want to share about your, your entrepreneurial journey? I think the most important thing I would say is just don't give up. I see it in the groups all the time. You know, people are like, I opened, I don't have any clients. Did I make the right decision? I felt that exact same way so many times. I felt like a failure. I, my mom was even was telling me about this when I told her I was going to be on this podcast and she'd be like, see, you weren't a failure. Like you made it. Yeah. And it's just so hard for me to believe because there's so many times I just wanted to give up. I wanted to sell everything I invested in and just find like a nine to five job where I get a paycheck every week. But it was my passion that Mm -hmm. drove me to keep pushing. Yeah. If you don't have a passion in the industry, then I don't think you'll make it. But because I loved it so much, there was days I didn't care how much money I was making. I just cared if there was a client on my table. Yeah. And I really do want to celebrate like what you did, what you've created. And I also just want to like tell you like this is just the beginning. Oh, I love hearing that. Right? Like why why can't you do 200,000? There's no reason you can't. That's you know. It's hard to believe, but I do know people um yeah, that have gotten there, so I believe anything's possible. Yeah, a lot of my esthetician clients have made 200 in a year. Wow. Yeah, and they're doing anything different than you. It's hard to believe too because I feel like when people look at the beauty industry, they don't look at it as good money but look at where we all are I this is this is what I'm saying Amelia (laughs) (laughs) this is why I want to have this podcast I say on every interview honestly now because it's I want to I want to show people what's possible I want to celebrate your success and success of other estheticians and I want to elevate the industry like hey guys let's all charge more let's all sell lots of product yes let's all do amazing services and let's elevate the industry and make money because we deserve it. And there's no reason we should just be that kind of in- industry where it's kind of like a hobby money. Where it's like, well, you're just ma- kind of making money. You're just like helping people and sort of making money, maybe. That's a great point you brought up about it being a hobby. Yeah. Because um, I have a home studio. Maybe uh-huh. there's some people that think about, oh, it's just like a little side business. It's a hobby she does. Yeah. If you treat it like that, your clients are going to perceive it that way but I treat it like a real business any any brick and mortar store they need to confirm their appointments they um it's very professional and I think clients feel that and they respect it that way so it could be a a brick and mortar store if you don't treat it like a real business your clients are going to walk all over you yes they aren't going to treat it like real business either it's gonna be a hobby for them yeah it's hobby they're helping you exactly yeah, they're helping you with your hobby. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with having hobbies, but hobbies cost money. They don't make money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we're not going to pay our clients to come and see us. 
Right. <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. Amelia. I love it. And I love your perseverance. And, um, you know, I didn't know anything about your story. I, only thing I really have, have really known from you and, and our, our interactions is just your, your knowledge and like how you have so much knowledge. And so it's also just really inspiring for me to see your perseverance and how you just kept trying things until you figured out what worked and you didn't let yourself, I mean, it's interesting with the, the word failure is that it's a very loaded, um, it's a loaded word in our culture, but really you're only a failure if you just stop, if you give exactly. up, not I if you really agree with you, whatever, it just didn't work. I mean, if I, ha- if I had quit, if I had sold everything, it would have been a failure, but I wasn't a failure because, or anybody isn't a failure as long as you keep pushing. You keep trying. That didn't, I mean, it's like, and I do it still in, it's in my estimation. It's like, well, that didn't work. That didn't make it. No, no one liked that. That didn't, okay, try something else. Right. That's the only um, way to keep moving forward. Another thing is I definitely post a lot on my Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. To keep clients engaged. There are posts that I, I work very hard on and it'll get like five likes and it'll yeah. be like, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. And then I I'll post this, that. I'll post a meme. Something is this something like funny or stupid and it'll get like a hundred likes <laughs> that you know that is I'm so glad you said that because people get really also hung up on that as well like I spent all this time and no one cares and no one's paying attention it doesn't matter just keep putting things out there you know if there's no one likes that okay fine you'll find you'll figure out something else and you just keep moving forward it's not about you know every post has to be super engaged and liked and you know exactly yeah um, I mean sometimes go ahead uh, for me, I just about if if a client is, finds my Instagram and they're gonna look at everything and want it to look very professional, put mm-hmm. together to kind of um, I what I want is my Instagram to represent me as a business. Yeah, it doesn't matter how many likes it gets, but if a client sees it and it kind of goes with what they're looking for and it looks professional, that's what matters to me. Exactly, a hundred percent. And it doesn't matter if you have 10,000 followers or whatever, as long as you're being you, that's all yes. they, they care about. Yeah. And I'm honestly shocked. I have like 2000 followers too. I'm like, how did I get all these? <laughs> because you're a business. <laughs> you're an incredible business owner. <laughs> Thank that's you. How. That's how, how are I, you? I am, you know, the year's not over and you're about, if you do hit a hundred, you hit a hundred already. No, I should be hitting it in about the next week or so. Oh my gosh! So, so then you're gonna do over a hundred? Yeah, you're gonna do over a hundred because we're not even in December yet. Yeah, I should. So you have plenty of you have plenty of you're gonna go over a hundred, and I'm planning I, um, on doing a Black Friday sale, so I'm definitely expecting to hit it by then. Definitely. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh! I can't wait. Please message me when you hit it the day you hit it. Oh my gosh, you're so Me toasting sweet. you. It's so exciting. The first hundred is always the most exciting and um the sky's the limit now. Now that you know, you just I just can't wait to see what, what happens next with you and your business. Thank you. I can't wait either. This is just like a goal I never thought I would hit. So mm-hmm. who knows what can come after this? I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. Well, Amelia, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for um, sharing your story. And people are going to really, I know a lot of people are going to listen to this and feel really, um, you really did touch on so many things that people struggle with 
that people aren't really that honest about. And I just so appreciate that honesty. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me on. I always enjoy talking to you. You're just a pleasure to talk with. It's like catching up with a friend. And I know. You make everything so much fun to talk about. I can't believe it's been over an hour. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we could keep talking, but we, I know. But I don't want to take too much of your time, and I have to go. But it was oh, so I'm good sure. talking to you, and I will talk to you soon. Isn't she such a breath of fresh air? Thank you, Amelia, again for your time. I, um, yeah, such a fun episode. I loved listening to that again and going back and um, hearing that story again. And again, the article I'm linking says that less than 88% of women-owned businesses in the U.S. generate more or $100,000 or more a year. I think that's probably, probably pretty true. Probably about 12% of businesses are making more than $100,000, which is just kind of insane, you guys. And that's really my mission for the next year is to continuously help women crush it in revenue and profit. So that's just kind of a, this is my, this is my mission in this business and this podcast is I really, we, we absolutely can make really good money and provide really incredible value and service to our clients. There's no reason we can't. <laughs> okay. So anyways, thank you so much for listening. Um, DM me if you have any questions and Hey, if your business did over a hundred thousand dollars in 2021, or it's about to please DM me. If you would be on my podcast, I want, I want you on my podcast. Okay. Have a great week. Talk to you next week. Bye. you are in the space of your business, your business is booming and you are really busy, but you're also completely overwhelmed, working 24 seven, have a hard time saying no to clients, have a hard time with cancellation policies and holding boundaries. Maybe you're having a hard time keeping your clients compliant and you are just busy, busy, busy. I am here for you. That is what I do with my estheticians. And I would love to chat with you to see if our, what I do aligns with what you need in your business. I offer 15 minute free coaching calls where we deep dive into what you need and see if we're a good fit. My next one-to-one um, group coaching starts on January 10th, 2022. How's that the new year already coming? So if you would like to possibly start with me then, go ahead to the link in the show notes or the link in my Instagram profile to book your free consult and we can see if we're a good fit. I cannot wait to talk to you more.